Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are cellist Domenico Romagni and guitarist Mark Harris from Philadelphia's own Bitter Blue. We recorded this in my basement. I had to move my son's trampoline. He has a basement trampoline because we're good parents. Anyway, we played some great tunes I'd never played before, like Quit That Ticklin' Me and Brown Button Shoes, as well as an original that just might be the crookedest tune I've ever played. Quick peek behind the curtain, the version you hear in this episode, not the first take, or second, but I was committed to learn it because it's a great tune and I wanted audio proof that I could at least hang. (laughs) Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you where to find Dominica and Mark's music and how to support Get Up in the Cool and get exclusive bonus content. But first, here's my jam and interview with Bitter Bloom. Enjoy. Thank you. 
That's they weren't tickling me. That's the name of the team. Dominica <laughs> Romani, Mark Harris, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. All right, thanks for having us. Usually when I welcome people, I'm like in their house. <laughs> so, but this is actually we're in my basement, so I actually feel like legitimized and like well welcoming people. <laughs> Usually it's like okay, thanks for like giving me all your food and stuff. <laughs> it's just nice to actually be a host. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how long have you all lived in Philly? We've been in Philly for a little over a year, like a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Pretty new. Yeah. And where are you from originally? Did originally, I'm from Houston, Texas. You're from Houston? Yeah. And you're from Perth? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> At Perth proper or like, are there suburbs of Perth? Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what Perth is Perth like. Perth is mostly suburbs. Uh, mostly suburbs. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so... I could say I'm from the suburbs of Perth, but that wouldn't really distinguish me <laughs> from other Perth residents. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Sorry so, to any Perth residents yeah. out there. Wait, what's the name of the suburb you live in? Or your, your family lived in? Malaloo. That's right. <laughs> That's that um, West Australia. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And I only recently got looking at Australian geography um, because I may or may not be going in the near future. But I was like... Oh, Australia. I wonder if I'm going where where Mark where Mark's stomping grounds are. And I guess no, not at all. Because <laughs> a lot of this stuff is happening in the southeast. And yeah. you're South Southwest. Southwest. Okay, great. Uh it's a long way away. Um across a lot of desert <laughs> to get there. So it's it's quite out of the way. So I think I, I could ask your trad music story, maybe your music story in general. Dominica, yeah, and okay. then I want to hear how you got into, uh, maybe after your story and after we play a tune. So, yeah, yeah, cool. sure. So, um, yeah, so I guess it's it's kind of a twisty, turny tale. I mean, uh, I grew up playing cello. I started when I was like eight. Did you do like Suzuki? Yeah, I okay, did the great. Suzuki method, and then later I taught the Suzuki method for great. a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I I did classical music, you know, sort of. Uh, basic classical training yeah. and went to conservatory. Um, I went to Peabody. And um, yeah, I guess it was um, before I went to college, though, um, I was living in Texas and, you know, playing classical cello. But that was when I first started getting interested in playing music that wasn't, you know, just the stuff that I'd been yeah. trained to do, like play Beethoven and Bach and things. And um, yeah, so I started looking into more traditional music, and at that time it was more like blues and bluegrass stuff. And um, I was doing a lot of singing and a little bit of playing cello, but it was still like hard to figure out how to fit cello into the stuff that I was listening to and yeah. the stuff that I was more interested in playing. And so it wasn't until like after I'd done my stuff at Peabody and I'd taken time off and decided to go back to grad school for philosophy <laughs> that um, I, met Mark in grad school and then started really in earnest trying to deconstruct how fiddlers play yeah. um, and then trying to figure out how to make that work on the cello. Um, so it was something that I'd been interested in doing since I was like in high school, yeah. but um, it just, it always seemed like a really daunting task and it, it actually did take a long time like figuring out bowing patterns and um, all sorts of other stuff that I just, you know, this sound is not something that I was trained to produce, so it's very different. <laughs> I've met a handful of old-time cellists. It seems like everyone like approaches it pretty differently. 
it's sort of it seems like it's sort of a free for all. It's yeah. like good luck, <laughs> do your best. Like what was your yeah, journey to like from, you know, classical cello to old time cello or maybe other do you cuz you play other traditions as well, right? Yeah, I do a little bit of like Celtic um yeah. playing and and yeah, I mean like just more kind of like pop rock stuff from sure. time to time. Um I think for me, like a lot of what formed what I felt like I needed to do, you know, I, I experimented with playing like blues cello and doing some like blues licks and like bass lines and stuff like that. Um, but what really influenced how I play now is just the fact that we're uh, playing with Mark. It was just sort of the two of us yeah. and he's a guitarist. And so it was like trying to figure out how to do as much as you can with two people, yeah. um, which led me sort of away from playing more like bass lines and stuff like yeah, that totally. and actually trying to pick apart how to be a melody instrument in this tradition and then also like how to sound like you know authentic in this kind of tradition which yeah. like is just so much of the stuff about like how to play it is so counter was so counterintuitive to me so I had to spend a lot of time like transcribing stuff and yeah what did you stuff down and who did you transcribe I mean, at first, I just started out like listening to a lot of Bruce Molsky's stuff, and yeah. and um, you know, I also stumbled across like Raina Gellert has a mm -hmm. bunch of like slow tune videos that I I started like sort of devouring. <laughs> so, were there um, any like limitations to like what you can do on fiddle? Were you were you just like directly like down up like doing it exactly how she and and Bruce were doing it, or like? That was at first, um, and then there were, you know, there were times where I was like, okay, you have to figure out if it feels non-idiomatic because it's just something you haven't, like, isn't part of your training, or if it's because it's a discrepancy between the instruments. Oh so my a lot god, that's like the total, like, gaslighting of, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. playing traditional music is like, is it just... <laughs> is it just me, or yeah. is it my cello? Is yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> oh um, and a lot of the, like, sort of... Um, like the pulsing and and stuff like that um, and drones um, was different because of just the way the instrument is held. So yeah. it's like way easier to pulse on higher strings on a fiddle because yeah. that that's where you're with gravity. Where it's like for me, it's like the opposite. It's oh, easier yeah. to kind of do that stuff on the lower strings. And so figuring out like when that was going to sound good and when that wasn't and like totally. how to work around it. Um, yeah. Are there any um, old old time cellists that you listen to? I mean, there. there's like, there's a bunch of like traditional cellists that I right. really look up to. I mean, so Rashad Eggleston is like really awesome, of course. And Do you like, like follow all of his videos and stuff? Yeah. I all mean, of his like wacky. Yeah. It's, and it's like so great. It's so, because I know also like he had sort of like the, he was at Eastman, I think, for a while. And it's like mm -hmm. really great to see somebody like having so much fun and like, coming up with like all of this cool stuff to do on yeah. the instrument. Um, yeah. For those of you who haven't like seen Rashad Eggleston play, he always plays standing up with this like strap and he on Facebook or maybe it's Instagram, I don't know, but like I always see like these videos of him on Facebook um, just playing rhythm on cello and often not even playing any notes and he's just sort of doing this like nonsense rap nursery yeah, rhymes exactly. kind of and he has this one video that went like viral of him talking singing about like tofu yeah oh the tofu video yeah, yeah and he has like his bow and he stabs the tofu with his bow and then he eats it <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's really great <laughs> he's obviously very inspiring yeah. <laughs> on a lot of levels um but yeah i i i think he's just like his 
his spirit and like the stuff that he's figured out to do on the cello is really awesome. But I, I mean, Natalie Haas, she does more oh, yeah. like Celtic stuff, but like, again, um, a lot of her like comping and percussive playing and stuff was like really like interesting for me. And I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do yeah. that. Like, cause she sounds like so amazing and like really just like, like really chunky cello lines that sound really cool yeah. and yeah so I mean those are the two that come like most immediately to mind but I'm always really fascinated with um, people trying to enter music traditions with instruments that uh, aren't typically played like there is an old-time cello tradition mm -hmm. kind of like there's a few source recordings with cello in it mostly it's just like bass but yeah, I'm always interested in like how how you figure it out because it seems like you have to like sort of pave your own way. And there's some people that have done it before, but I don't. I out of the few old time cellists that I know, like they all play completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like a necessity. You kind of figure yeah. out what fits best with you. And yeah, it seems like at least for me, um, the circumstances of like the group that I was playing in and stuff yeah, totally. like really dictated a lot of like how I was going to approach it so right on yeah yeah I like what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> very good um should we play this uh Sal's got mud between your toes yeah. yeah this is one of the one of the very first all-time tunes that I learned oh, and I really? almost never played it so I was like oh, Sal <laughs> yeah good, I really like good recommendation <laughs> oh yeah you want to you want to yeah. okay it's just the is the one bar okay of potatoes? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> One potato bar. One potato. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
No one officially gave the foot there. I don't no, think. Yeah. I just felt like the place. Cool. Mark, how did you how did you find this music? Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, I started playing guitar when I was about ten or so. Um, and I've I've played a whole lot of different things. Uh, and you know, when I was growing up, it was Metallica. Um, I've heard that over and over and over <laughs> again. Like on this show, yeah. like people are like, "Well, first I played Metallica." Yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know, near the end of my teens, I was it was more into like Neil Young and mm. sort of stuff like that. More sort of more acoustic kind of things, uh, like folk tinged. Folk uh, tinged. That's <laughs> well put. Um, but also some, you know, uh, some sort of like finger style, like blues kind of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it sort of took me a while to get come around to old time music. I've I've dabbled in like uh, like gypsy jazz stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess when I before I came to the states, um, that was about eight years ago now. Um, I'd started to get into uh, uh, Gillian Welsh and David Rawlings pretty pretty seriously. Yeah. Um, and that kind of whole sound world really appealed to me. And I through through some of their stuff, I got into more just like you know uh, straight up bluegrass kind of tradition. Sort of like ate up that for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, so I and then. I think I think so. I mainly came into all time through bluegrass, which um, I imagine is a story for some like other guitarists as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, I've sort of spent a lot of time like adapting to the to the sort of old time setting. But I guess the kind of the kind of bluegrass soloist kind of guitar thing is kind of creeping through. Uh, I say let it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I uh, so I guess um, I guess since I've started sort of listening and playing to playing old time music you know, in the last like three or four years, mm. um, kind of this is also similar to uh, Domenica's story in that like because we were sort of playing together uh, and just the two of us without any of the kind of traditional old time melody instruments. Yeah, <laughs> um, we sort of found ourselves trying to, you know, emulate on 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 what we had, and um, yeah, like just trying to like you know see what I could do on the guitar to kind of match the sort of like the like fiddle and banjo kind of kind of styles. Um, one thing that happens a lot when you get guitarists playing old time tunes, and I mean you get this in the in like you know bluegrass bands will play tunes that are in common between the two traditions, but um, I definitely didn't want to. There's a certain like there's certain certain kinds of tendencies that I didn't want to emulate. Mm -hmm. um, there's a certain way of you know throwing the G run into everything at the end of everything and like. Sure. But also just um, just like a tendency to like fill in a lot of space with so to kind of make up for the guitar's lack of sustain with a lot of notes. Gotcha. Um, a lot of uh, I'm trying to think of a tune that I, like. Um, you know, if you're doing like a uh, big side or something. You 
you know, like yeah. a, a bluegrass player might play something like that yes. to like kind of yeah. fill up. And there were some things I just like found, you know, were taking away from what I really liked about old time music, about yeah. playing in that way. And so I've kind of mainly, what I've tried to do is, is kind of be more inspired by like fiddle players and stuff yeah. like that and try and uh, overcome, you know, try and get the guitar like into a different kind, like sounding a little bit more sort of, even when I'm playing the melody stuff, try and get it sounding more in that kind of sound world. Yeah, I've noticed when, when I hear you play solo, um, you have a stronger backbeat and it feels more like a fiddle shuffle than other guitarists I've heard play old time tunes. Um, like there's, it feels a lot more pronounced than the sort of like reeling, you know, like mm -hmm. like every single note. Um, it, you still are playing all of the notes, but it feels like the emphasis is like that uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, I think that's like a part of what I've tried to yeah. try to work on is like getting, making sure my like right hand technique is just really, um, just trying to get really in the pocket with with the right hand and like, instead of sort of focusing on sort of single note playing like, uh, sort of trying to do more. Like, Uh, yeah. sort of get more of a backbeat to it and that part of that as well is like having lots of drone notes so when i'm playing melody i sort of trying to keep as right. as much of the chord in there as i can to like make up for i would imagine the guitar is that would be like there's certain uh challenges with that with an open tuned instrument i mean with an instrument that isn't tuned as a chord right <laughs> like me thinking about trying to do that on guitar it's like easy on banjo because they're all the right notes you know <laughs> like but yeah like even just there you're like doing this like little bar little bar yeah, shape you so, know, um, to like make it work yeah so like uh a lot of the time um you know some tunes will be easier than others yeah uh a lot of the time I find myself there's a lot of muting with my left hand yeah. to get so um, you know if I was playing uh, oh like in Sal's like uh, so I'm muting that open G string oh just so with I, your middle finger there yeah so as not to be able to so as to be able to get this so nice big D chord so with the for the gu guitar players out there he's he's pressing down with his left hand middle finger on the third fret of the B string mm -hmm. and then he's he's just kind of touching the uh, the open G string just enough to mute it that's what you're doing right 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 so um cool so there's a lot of stuff where I want to where I'm it's you know it's got the high F sharp and the yeah. I'll do that trick for like uh, or like winder slide uh, yeah just so I can get like a nice big chord um man that how long did it take to get that sound because like when i try to like mute um strings i feel like there's always like a uh, kind of like sound on there like yours sounds super clean uh yeah i don't know I, like I, I i guess i've for a long time i've even before i got into old time i was playing a lot of stuff solo yeah but not but i was kind of for some reason for whatever reason i didn't really get into the whole like finger style yeah. thing as much like it i i like the the kind of being able to like get really right. rhythmic with a pick um get really kind of loud so uh, just performing by yourself having to hear like just being exposed i guess it you just naturally figured out how to 
Yeah, and just the be just, able to, to to whack at it and have it sound clean, right? And yeah. just like needing to like needing to be able to hear like melody, some melody notes and some bass notes yeah. and get like a full a full sound without, um, but still being able to just yeah. Uh, a A tunes can be tricky because like you can get this sort of big A chord like yeah. that, but um. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff where I use that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just it's, it's just taking some time to like get the the muscle memory to like to know to like have certain positions where I'm like I know what strings I'm cool. supposed to be muting. And, so yeah. Um, so for melody, if there's like any melody curious like old time guitarists out there. <laughs> Uh, what tune would you recommend? Like, is there like a tune you would recommend starting with? Oh, someone who wants to like start picking tunes. Well, oh, I'm trying to think what some something that I I started off with. Uh, I love that you're both. You're like old time chops. Like they they both sound like awesome. Like I love the way you guys play. It seems like oh, you've thanks. you've invested a, like a lot of energy into making it sound really natural. But you're also playing. Yeah, no one, no one picks all time tunes on guitar. You know, or if they're like bluegrass players, you go over. But the way you're playing just sounds so great. And then obviously the cello, you know. Oh, so like, so yeah, it's, I, I, love this this element of like, um, what you guys have built. Yeah, and I want to talk more about that. Yeah. <laughs> outside of the context of music too, but like, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like a there's like a um, what would be a, like a. Well, yeah, because there's a difference between, like, in fact, what we did start with, maybe, mm. learning, and whether those actually were the best <laughs> tunes to be starting with. Because, like, right, we, right. you know, co coming from the bluegrass background, like, you were doing stuff like, um, uh, I, like, I can't, I don't have a head on oh, for, like, um, tunes you know, like, names. you know, like, this, the, the classics are, like, bluegrass, like, tunes, like, Big Soda. Okay. Um, just a um, crossover. Yeah. yeah. Fork, Fork and Deer. deer um, yeah. Great. Which I still have trouble with, like, getting how I want it, you know, this, because... Yeah. It's, you know, it's got so much. You know, it's just got like so much going on and like if I'm trying to do that sort of technique where I'm getting like chord yeah. in as well, it's like, I still have trouble like, <laughs> you know, nailing that one. So, um, but yeah, like I've, uh, I'm trying to think of stuff that I would like practice um with uh stuff like that um but yeah uh i don't know like angelina baker was really early on mm. yeah that that's pretty simple nice uh, that's that's one where like over time i've sort of gotten it much more where i where i kind of like it you know Trying to get it less, a little bit less noty, a little bit less, yeah. um, uh, but with a bit more sort of punch to it. Uh, Sounds great, man. That's cool. Things. Yeah, I'm, I'm inspired. I want to start picking some, some old time <laughs> tunes. Especially, yeah, I feel like that's really instructive. Just like watching 
the positions that you're using and the way you're muting so that you can, so that it doesn't have, I mean, it sounds more like you're playing in an open tuning. Or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the, that's, that's kind cool. of what, what I'm going for. Is is like it, yeah. it ends up for various reasons like being a little bit more impractical on guitar because you've got so many more you've got yeah. all those strings to like yeah. extra strings Manage. to worry about with yeah. uh, with open tunings and um, at least well, I mean it's definitely something I've like toyed around with like right. like tuning to open chords and and trying to do kind of similar kinds of things for some, for whatever reason I've sort of gravitated more towards. Um, more or less standard for everything, but just yep. kind of being selective about what I'm muting and what I'm. I mean, that's ideal to have just one tuning. <laughs> to know how to yeah. get around it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for, yeah. yeah, definitely for like improvisational purposes, for like elaborating on, uh, for like ornamenting stuff, it's yeah. like a lot easier if I'm, you know, I'm not having to totally be thinking of the tuning all the time. Let's, uh, let's play this, this original. Um, yeah. Dish dishes need washing. Dishes no, washed. washed. Excuse me, because you were talking. You were saying <laughs> this is a dialect, a Western Pennsylvania dialect. Yeah, thing? I think it's it's. It yeah. might also crop up in some some Southern spaces, but okay. my family's from Western PA. So okay, interesting. Because um, I was going to say, Houston is where yeah, you're. Yeah, is where I from. Grew up. Grew up. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Um. So. I talk like Western Pennsylvania. Basically, this basically this came out. Uh, this kind of like way of speaking just came out one day uh well because it's used in like a bunch of different constructions it's like well like you could say like you know dog needs fed dog needs dog, dog wants fed yeah um and you wouldn't say the oh you could say, say the dog okay. yeah the dog, we said the car, the car needs cleaned yeah um but yeah like i think i hadn't noticed you say it before and then like one day i was just like wait what <laughs> yeah and uh yeah we looked it up and it turns out it's this like really specific huh like English dialect thing that linguists are sort of quite interested in. Um, and uh, do you also, a, yeah. do you also say, use the word whenever um, to mean specific times? Like say <laughs> like whenever I went to the beach last week. Do you say that? I'm trying to think. I don't because I've heard sure. some Central and West Pennsylvania might, people say yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely heard that before. I'm trying to think if like I, it's something that I would naturally say, and I can't. Yeah, my I my can't feeling decide. is you don't say that. Yeah, I think, okay. okay. I, think, I definitely heard it before. I'm trying though. to put my finger on where that is. Yeah. From. Yeah. Because I've heard a couple Pittsburgh people, and I've heard a couple Lancaster, Lancaster people say okay. that. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. I almost said Lancaster. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Lancaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Although I guess like you know. You've got the, you've got like a sort of mixture of like Western P Pennsylvanianisms and Texas Texanisms and, and yeah. <laughs> I I love that like that you would come like to America and just be like and that like the conversation right now is about your yeah. <laughs> your linguist. My, like, yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah, it was I love that. <laughs> this this uh, tune name was partially like a retaliation against all the things you. you I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You, Make fun of in my uh, my dialect. Yeah, well, because like for you, it's not normally it's not normally syntactical things. It's normally like you just pronounce things yeah. funny. Yeah. Or like saucepan. So, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a yeah. funny Excuse pronunciation. Excuse me, what? Saucepan. <laughs> okay. Right. But you don't say that about any other kind of pan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Except for that one. It's not frying pan or yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, it's also frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I think we should adopt it. Dishes need washed. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for, for your patience with me. As <laughs> I learned that <laughs> very great. messed up tune. Uh, I feel like I don't get stumped that often. But that is, that is something. Oh my goodness. Uh, very good. So, on that note, how'd you guys meet? Tell me the story. <laughs> Tell me the love story. Um, well, it was, yeah, strangely enough, we were both in grad school doing a PhD program in philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you had been there a couple of years and I came in and it 
turned out we were like, oh, you know, we both play music and it'd be great to jam sometime. And so we just started playing music together. And initially I wasn't even playing that much cello. I was basically like, we were just singing a lot of harmonies. Mm. And um, and then like- you were Yeah, like, we found we had like a lot of, a lot of like overlap in what we like to like to listen to. Um, yeah. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica and- uh, <laughs> Yeah, what were we singing at the, at the beginning? We were singing cool. like a lot of like, a lot of Gillian Welsh. Yeah, we were doing sure. some of the Gillian um, Welsh stuff, and um, we were doing some Tom Waits. Um, yeah. Uh, Who would be Tom? Be <laughs> would you try to sing like Tom? Well, I can't sing like okay. Tom, but <laughs> no one can. I think I would have ruined my voice if I tried. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, at one point it was like, well, what would it be like if we tried to? put some cello on this and I was like mm. I keep trying to do that and it's really hard <laughs> I don't yeah. know how and thus like started the whole like confusing journey of trying to but yeah so we started out just like being friends and playing music and then like we just spent a bunch of time together and it just seemed natural <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's went from there yeah awesome. I don't know I don't know if that like that's different from your take <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We were we were discussing maybe that we'd have one of you leave yeah. the room and hear the, the Rashomon style story. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. But it was a it was a very strange kind of like something that I was not expecting. I was like, I'm gonna go do my PhD in philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, and like Started I, old I had, band. Uh, been well, I'd been looking for a while for like someone to play music with because uh, so you know, we're at Princeton, uh, which is, you know, in Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah. And it's not it's a small. big music town. Uh, it's like, uh, it's great if you're like, if it's like music connected to the university, if you play yeah. classical music, there's a lot of like really good programming there. But um, for the kind of stuff I was wanting to do, there was, I was like having trouble, like, and then like finding, you know, people to play with. And then uh, Domenica just like waltzed into the program. And so, yeah. <laughs> so like, but then it ended up being so much more than that. So uh, yeah. I was uh, double, doubly lucky. Um, <laughs> what, what were you studying in, like, f so philosophy, mm -hmm. why philosophy for either of you, both of you? Um, I mean, my, yeah, my coming to philosophy was sort of like a weird twisty turning path because I, so I originally dropped out of high school and decided that I was going to go to conservatory. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to be a musician. I don't need... I don't need like uh -huh. your book learning and your you know <laughs> academics. Yeah. And um, it turned out while I was at Peabody, um, you could take classes at Johns Hopkins for free, and you had to do like some sort of academic classes. Yeah. And the watered down ones at Peabody were just kind of boring. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll give this a shot. And it turned out that all the classes I took at Johns Hopkins were philosophy classes, and I really loved yeah. it. And so yeah, I decided to do a double degree in it. And then I took time off after that because I was like what do I do? Should I just do music? Do I want to try and do more with philosophy? And I freelanced and I taught cello for a few years. And I really missed philosophy. It was like something that I really, really, like turned out I really loved doing. And I like doing, you know, as part of my life on a regular basis. So I applied for grad schools and got in. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been trying, I tried to, at least the extent I was able to like combine them. So like, Generally, in how philosophy. could that possibly be done? <laughs> you can't do philosophy <laughs> about music. I don't, I, I'm still not quite like making music about philosophy yet, but <laughs> yeah, sure. You're doing uh, philosophy about music. That's one yeah. half of the story yeah. is complete. Yeah, exactly. So, Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I guess this is like in any kind of academic circle. You do, there, are, there are always people who have a band that's like themed for their academic specialty. Right, right, right. And yeah. usually it's. <laughs> 
it's pretty terrible. They're <laughs> <laughs> not going to need. Often, to I mean, often the, in the best cases, uh, self-aware terribleness. Yeah, um, sure. That's really nerdy and really funny. Yeah, best case scenario. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I appreciate that you let the philosophy of your music speak for itself. Yeah. <laughs> not like being heavy-handed about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All of our originals aren't about like you know monads or <laughs> transcendental idealism. Yeah, or right. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Or at least at least not explicitly so. Yeah. <laughs> the world may never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, I uh, yeah, I I had been into philosophy all the way through undergrad, and just I was good at it, and I felt like it was something I'd like to sort of explore more of, and. Mm. So I decided to send off a bunch of grad school applications to to the states. We were, you know, like wait, hold on. I just want to back up and say, like, you, you said that you were good at philosophy, <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> I, I like that you're willing to just make that statement. You are good. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to defend that defend that or anything. I just I don't think I've ever you heard anybody say often. I'm good at philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> I win at philosophy. <laughs> it's amazing. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Prove it. Prove it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I just uh, ended up. I thought I wouldn't get any, get in anywhere. Mm. I applied to like just a handful of like good programs in in the states, and then it was just like, yeah, move on. Yeah. Just keep going with like what I was doing at the time, and then yeah, I got in to, I got into Princeton, and and uh, at the time I was. And you know, at various times in between, like I've, there's always been sort of like a tension between what, focusing on more on philosophy or more on yeah. music. Uh, I've since finishing grad school, I've sort of sort of decided to go into music and focusing more on music full time. But um, but yeah, at the time it was also tricky to like you know I had some stuff going on music wise at, at, in Australia. Yeah. Do I want to just move across across the world yeah. and you know? But uh, yeah, it was it worked out pretty well. Uh, the states were like. <laughs> So that was like eight years ago. Yeah, like Obama had just been elected. Right. Like yeah. I bet it was like kind of nice cool. Time. But it's cooler than <laughs> thinking now about you're it. Now you're regretting it. Yeah. Like, why did I ever get that green card? It was more of a draw. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, there, there's been like uh, in the last year, there's been a couple old time <clears throat> musicians who've been here for a long time who finally gotten their citizenships because they're like, all right, I'm here. I'm a, it's time I started voting. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know what your politics are, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, like, yeah. <laughs> anybody yeah. we can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, well, I just, got, yeah, I just got my green card a year ago. So. Cool. So it'll be a while before I can right. before I can vote. I don't even know what that process is. It's, Sorry, uh, if it's shitty. It's, it's very complicated it's long, it's long and expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, lots of duplicates of forms. Uh, yeah, you probably at some point have to like prove that you're like know enough U.S. history to be a not really um, oh, yeah. for, for citizenship. Yeah, you for do, but for a green card, okay. they just like really stern you ask sternly ask you a bunch of questions about um, like uh, whether you've ever like. Committed mass genocide. Committed, committed genocide, yeah. or like whether you've like ever been party to torture and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's kind of absurd, but also really serious. Yeah. And like, it's kind of a very strange situation to have. Yeah. The person, like, and like, you know, I'm like, I I've never been asked those questions yeah. before. <laughs> it's they're very personal questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you, ma'am. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. It's like third date when I start telling people about my torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The US government is listening, that was a joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I need to get to G. Oh yeah, so do I. Do you go to Yeah, okay, so real quick, how do yeah. you go to G? I just tune my so right now I'm in uh, open fifths tuning, so C G D A. Yeah. And so I just tune my top string down to G. And so I've got C G D G. Very good. Alright. So it's like a relatively like small yeah. change. Brown button shoes. Mm -hmm. This is the cutest little team I've ever heard. Uh, where's where's this from again? This Who's is. Um, oh, uh, this is Buddy Thomas. It's a K Kentucky Kentucky tune. Buddy Thomas, another one of those another one of those fiddlers that was totally under my radar for some reason. I haven't heard of this tune or I think. Did you post a video of you playing this? Yeah, yeah. Recently, that's probably where I first heard <laughs> it. Really cool. I think I'm going to let you guys do the first pass, and All I'm right. going to come All in, because right. it's a new tune for me. Yeah, yeah. sure. Thank you. 
All brown right. bun shoes. <laughs> Very good. Um, I need to get to C. Yes, real quick. so do I. Let me get to C. Okay, so for the cellists out there who want to experiment with cross tuning, what are you doing for this one? Um, so now I'm already in G tuning, which is this from the bottom C G D G, um, and I just tune the D down. So you've got just uh, two C's and two G's. So C G, and then another C and a G on top. Amazing. Okay. So we're gonna do these are the last few tunes, but we're gonna do them as a medley. So this is part of the show where I normally ask. Where do we hear more? How and where do we hear more of your music? Bitter Bloom <laughs> is your band. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think usually the best best thing to do is come like us on Facebook. Uh, but we also, you can come check out our website, which is bitterbloommusic.com, um, where we have, you know, some, some, uh, some tunes up on there and details of upcoming shows and things like okay. that. Uh, you can also, we... Uh, Currently, what we have out is a, is an EP, um, just a four song EP, but that's on Bandcamp if you wanna if you wanna check it out, maybe download it, and uh, yeah, come find us around Philly. Quick note about so Facebook pages. So like Facebook, the way that the algorithms work or whatever. So if you, in case you've never, the listener at home, you've never had a Facebook page, <laughs> they like basically make you pay to see. For anybody at all to see your posts, yeah. but if you go to Bitter Bloom's page and you like it, and then in your newsfeed you say "see first," you can choose to like have to see every post that you guys make. But you have to go in and manually do it. It's really easy. So you just go to the page, and uh, where it says "default," you just say "click it" and then say "see first." So everyone go do that. Yes. And then do that for Get Up in the Cool, too. Because <laughs> yeah. I think most people just like it, but you like they, it, it puts the onus on the on the fan or the supporter uh, yeah. Yeah. To, to do it. Otherwise, you have to like pay to boost every single thing. It's a, it's a whole yeah. racket. Yeah. So yeah, it I sure just is. wanted to go ahead and say that. That goes for all the artists that are on uh, are on Get Up in the Cool. Do that. So That's do that advice. to Bitter Bloom and then the rest of them. Go back through the back catalog. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show and coming yeah. over. And oh, we, thanks, for thanks for having us. Having yeah, this has been, uh, so this has been a long fun. time coming. So <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to have you guys on the show for a long time. And, um, let's, let's play some more gigs soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure.
Alright friends, you know what to do. Go to Facebook to like and follow Bitterbloom. Then, go peruse their website, bitterbloommusic.com, and buy their wonderful EP at bitterbloom.bandcamp.com. If you want to support Get Up In The Cool and get some exclusive bonus content, go to CameronDeWitt.com and click the Patreon button. There, you'll find all the levels at which you can support the show and their corresponding rewards, like on-air shoutouts, weekly bonus tracks, access to the Get Up In The Cool tune archive, and online banjo workshops. Special thanks to the show's newest Patreon supporter, my good, good buddy, Madison Taylor. Dude, thank you. This this almost makes up for when you missed Clifftop last year. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much, and I hope we can play some more tunes very soon. All the links I mentioned in this outro can be found in the show notes on your device or on CameronDeWitt.com slash GetUpInTheCool. And make sure to like, follow, and join Get Up In The Cool's Facebook page and group. You can get the Best of 2016 album, Get Up In The Cool Volume 1, by following the buy slash stream button on my website. While you're there, click that button that says TOTBS, which stands for Think Outside The Box Set, my other podcast. Also music related, but very different. If you're interested in taking Skype lessons from me, let me know via Facebook or the contact form on my website. Also, Get Up In The Cool is always looking for one-off or continuing sponsorships, so hit me up if you want me to plug your business, website, crowdfunding campaign, whatever. We'll work something out. Thanks for listening, friends. That's all for now. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool. 